Jesus is our Passover, our sacrificial lamb. Before I begin this episode, as always, I would like to ask a word of wisdom and guidance from our Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said unto them, draw out and take you a lamb according to your families and kill the Passover. The word um, Passover um, is translated from the uh, Hebrew word um, Pesach. And basically, it it means that um, sacrifice of Passover, animal victim of the Passover, festival of the Passover, um, which is the festival of the victim is what the the, uh, Passover refers to. It's an offering. So a Passover is an offering. Verse 22, and ye shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin. And strike the lintel and the two side post with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out at the door of his house until the morning. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and on the two side post, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come and onto your house to smite you. And basically uh, what was what was to come was that every firstborn in um, the households that did not have the blood on the post um, were going to be killed. Verse 24, And ye shall observe this thing for an ordinance to thee and to thy sons forever. Um, and the word um, ordinance comes from the Hebrew word choke. And it's a statute, pretty much, a short definition. Our civil enactments provi- prescribed by God. Let me continue on. Verse 25. And it shall come to pass when ye be come to the land which the Lord will give you according as he hath promised. And this is referring to the promised land where they, the Israelites traveled in the wilderness for 40 years. That ye shall keep this service. 26. And it shall come to pass when your children say unto you, what mean ye by this service? So what does this all mean? Verse 27, that ye shall say it is a sacrifice of the Lord. And this is uppercase, Lord, our heavenly father. This, it is a sacrifice of the Lord's Passover who passed over the house is of the children of Israel in Egypt. When he smote the Egyptians and delivered our houses and the people bowed the head and worship. So this event would be reminded to remind, it's supposed to remind them of how 
God has delivered his people from being slaughtered. In particular, the firstborn um, of everything in the household. Let's go on to the New Testament. Chapter John, chapter 3. And this... uh, Exodus 12 was was also symbolic of what was to come. As the title of this episode, Jesus is our sacrificial lamb. Our Passover, so to speak. Let's re- read chapter 3, verse 16. Very popular scripture, well-known scripture. Oh, I don't know if I'm in the right... Oh, let me go back to John 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, which is Jesus, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And that word perish, um, think of a fire, think of you burning a piece of paper, and the paper, um, the flames engulf the paper till it's no more, cease to exist. That's what that word perish means, to completely destroy comes from the Greek word um, apolumi, which means to put away, to put out of the way, entirely abolish, put an end to ruin, to destroy, to perish, to ruin. So the opposite of everlasting life is, is nothing. We cease to exist. Now, the term everlasting, um, as well as translated from the Greek word, um, aninos, um, and basically that word everlasting is without beginning and end, that which always has been and always will be, never to cease, everlasting. So that word is without beginning. I know how people usually focus on the word everlasting. That everlasting occurred after Jesus died for us on the cross. But that's not the case. And I'm going to show you why in the same chapter. John chapter 3. And I'm going to take it from verse 3. Jesus is talking to a Pharisee by the name of Nicodemus, and he asks him a question. And Jesus responds in verse 3. Jesus answered, said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That word again comes from the Greek word anothen. And that word anothen comes from 
basically means from above, from a higher place of things which come from heaven or God, from the first, from the beginning, from the very first. So if we trans, if we read it with its proper translation, Jesus answered and said unto him, very, very, I say unto thee, except a man be born from above, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So we'll hold on to that thought while we continue on with the scriptures. Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That's part one of salvation. Part two. Well, he explains part one a little bit more. Verse six, that which is born of the flesh is flesh and which is, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. This is the big introduction to, we have two bodies, spiritual body, earthly body. And that's discussed more in first Corinthians chapter 15. Verse 7, marvel not, I said unto thee, ye must be born again. So again, that word comes from anothen, from above. So you have to be born above. Verse 8, the wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it come, and whither it go, so is every one that is born of the Spirit. So basically he's saying that the wind, he's using a very earthly Example, a practical example is that we can hear the wind, we can feel the wind, but we can't see the wind. Just as though we have our spiritual bodies that we cannot see, but we know it exists. We know we're our spirit's bodies, but we don't see it. We can only see our flesh body, but we can't, um, we can't see our spiritual body. Nicodemus, verse 9, Nicodemus answered said unto him, how can these things be? Verse 10, Jesus answered, said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel and knowest not these things? Now, you know, Nicodemus is supposed to be a teacher. He basically, Jesus is saying, Don't you know the God's word? Like he has studied the word of God, but there's a disconnect. Verse 11, Very, very, I say unto thee, we speak that we do know and testify that we have seen. And ye receive not our witness. If I told you earthly things and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? Verse 13, and no man, this is a very important verse to pay attention. And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven. So he's saying everyone that's who has lived in these flesh body and has died, they all, they all go up, they go back up to the Father. But if they were born in the flesh, that means they came down from heaven first. So that's what he's saying here. And no man has ascended up to heaven. So no one has gone up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven. So everyone that has gone up to heaven has came down from heaven first to go back up. Even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. Verse 14, and the man, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so much the son of man be lifted up. Now he's referring to himself. 
Verse 15, that whosoever believeth in him, Jesus, should not perish, but have eternal life. Again, we got took note of the definition of perish, cease to exist, not his eternal burning in heaven. That is not accurate teaching. You cease to exist, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life and as we saw from our definition of everlasting from the beginning and as jesus said from his own words that all of us that are down here has came up from heaven first so we're with god before this earth age before this fleshly existence we're with God. So our everlasting life doesn't begin from after Jesus being crucified, but the everlasting life encompasses the period before this time. So the first earth age to this age now, the flesh, to the third earth age when we're in a new heaven and earth. Um, so very key thing to remember, to take note. But as always, I encourage you to do your due diligence, to study the scriptures on your own, to translate the word back to its original languages so you can get the proper context of the scriptures. Never take anyone's word for anything. Do your own studies. Until the next time.